you know, if nothing else, just even having this discussion, um, I think helps you to learn a little bit more about your partner that you may not have really, you know, thought about. Um, it gives you some insight as to, you know, what has meaning to them. Uh, you know, we don't normally go around saying, you know, what would you take out of the house if it was on fire? This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I explore a New York Times article that asks 36 questions about love and how these questions can help you and your spouse gain insights on your marriage. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the original, Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, today, we are going to talk about a article that ran in the New York Times. It is uh, 36 questions uh, that lead to love. And this is actually an article that ran in 2015. And when this article ran... Um, it got a lot of attention and then they have revised it and gone back to some of the couples and things and, uh, just put it out again recently. Um, and it was picked up all over the place. It was, if you have a iPhone or iPad, it was pushed through Apple news. And so I saw this popping up in my feed and I thought, you know what, let's give this another look. And so what I want to do today is I wanted to go over some of the questions. Uh, there were 36 in total, and I wanted to go over some of the questions and ask why you think, Karen, that they're impactful and what perhaps married couples can learn from them. And so if you have read this article, and I'll, I'll link to the, the article in the, um, the show notes on the podcast page. Uh, so if you want to follow along, I will tell you what question number I'm referring to. And then... Um, yeah. And, and just in general, I would say that these are very fun, thought provoking questions regardless. And so um, if you are looking to do just like a, a fun activity with your spouse, I do recommend going through these questions and checking them out. They're, they're pretty interesting. So and I think you'll find out why. So the first question, Karen, is actually number six in their article. And it is if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30 year old from the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? And so I guess from you, I want to know why is this question important and what benefit might this have for uh, current couples? 
Well, I think it's important because it lets you know what the values of the person are. Um, you know, if you say that you want to have the mind of a 30-year-old, then what you're saying is that um, you value uh thinking and talking and intellectual processes and, you know, being able to share conversations, that that's the kind of thing that you're hoping to do, you know, as you grow old together. If you're saying that you want the body, then what you're saying is that the things that are important to you are, it, and it does, it, it might either be that physicality and looking attractive or important, but it might also be saying that you're very much somebody who's into exercise and being fit and being able to be active and living a life that requires, not requires, but allows you to be on the go. Mm -hmm. So it really is a question that is giving you information about the kinds of things that are important to you. Um, you know, as to what are the things that matter to your mate as far as, um, what they value. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think it's a great question. Okay. I, um, do you, like how, I, I know you've seen the questions that I'm going to ask you about. Do you think in general couples or people looking through these are going to have to look for, like those underlining meanings about, you know, does, is this demonstrating whether or not they're a physical person or, you know, that kind of a thing? Um, like to get benefit. From well, it. I think if you're a person who says, I'd like to have the mind of a 30 year old, that person's going to look at <laughs> what's underneath it. Yeah. I think if it's somebody who says, oh no, you know, I want the body of, of a 30 year old, they're probably not going to look at it in such an analytic way because, you know, it's, yeah. it's the difference of what, <laughs> what you think is important. Okay. Um, okay. So moving on the, uh, question number 10 from the article, if you could change anything about the way that you were raised, what would it be? And so again, why is this important and what benefit might current couples get from it? Well, I think that it lets, um, lets the couple know what they realize are areas that hold them back, that, you know, were difficult for them, were challenges for them, that they'd like to see um, uh, possibly change going forward, but where they realize where perhaps uh, there were things in their background that are actually impacting who they are today, that they're aware of it, and um, you know, possibly areas where they could now explore um, making some change. Mm -hmm. So um, it's acknowledging that there are things that happened to you in the past that are having an impact today, do have meaning in the way that you're um, acting as an individual and in your relationship, and that um, you're owning it. Um, you're, you can't make a change if you're not aware. Mm -hmm. And so um, by looking at that, um, it, it allows you again to do something about it. I, again, I think this is a great question. I yeah. love this question. Do you think – because this again gets back to this, is, this helps lead people to love and blah, blah, blah. Do you think part of what makes this question so powerful is that it, it kind of forces somebody to actually – look back and try to acknowledge uh, some of their history that they may have buried in the past? 
Um, well, it's going to depend on if the person is the kind that's willing to look back at themselves. I mean, I work with a lot of clients who initially when they walk in, um, one of the things that I do talk to them about is what was it like growing up? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it was fine. It was great. I had a great childhood. But then as we start to work, it becomes more apparent to them that not everything was as rosy as they initially thought it was. And not only was it not as great as they thought it was, but it's actually having some meaning um, in a way where they're hampered by it, both individually and uh, in their relationships. So, you know, again, the question Um, might direct somebody to look at that, but I don't know that everybody would automatically uh, take the opportunity to look back because a lot of times, you know, um, you know, people will have the attitude of, well, what's past is past or let bygones be bygones Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, not really be focused on something like that. But I I think it's a good question. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and my method of dealing with, uh, people and with relationships is very much that what has happened in the past will have an uh, an effect on how you function today. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to question fourteen in this article, is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Um. Again, another good question because it lets you have some insight as to what passions your mate has. Um, You know, many times there are things that we really, really want to do that um, we don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's even more significant is the second question of why you haven't done it. What holds you back? Um, is it fears? Is it a sense of responsibility? Is Was it, you know, growing up that, that you didn't have certain opportunities? And it also allows um, the opportunity for couples to help each other, mm-hmm. uh, to encourage each other, to uh, explore if there are ways that um, the things you might have uh, dreamt about could actually now be a possibility and perhaps not in its full-blown form, but as an avocation, as a hobby, things like that. So unless you are, and I'm going to use this word for this question, vulnerable Uh and are willing to share what your dreams were that didn't come true, um, then you know, um, you don't have a chance. I think this gives you a chance to really, um, open up and explore, uh, with your mate, um, a fuller understanding of who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I really like this question. And I think a lot of it, when I saw this question, I know it's really asking about what have you dreamt of doing and why haven't you done it is more of in the past, but I also look at it as, opening up the opportunity to do it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this gets back into some marriage research about couples do better when they have those future goals. And mm-hmm. so I feel like this question provides an opportunity to put those goals on the table for you. Yes. Um, yes. And, and identifying the barriers that maybe uh, at least in the past hold you back and, you know, so you can address those things. So I, I really, I, you know, me, I, <laughs> I always like looking at the future. So this one really tickled me. Yes. Um, Okay, so let's move on to the next one. This is number 28. Uh, This one is, 
Tell your partner what you like about them. Be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to someone that you've just met. You know, this is a question, you know, as you presented the article that you said were things when couples were first meeting each other or getting to know each other that would help them move towards love. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the part about something that you might not say uh, to someone you've just met. But what this reminds me of is how, unfortunately, we so often to do the niceties as we get involved in our relationship, that we just sort of take each other for granted. And it's really, really important that we remember to say the nice things to each other, to let each other know um, how we feel or what we've noticed uh, are the strengths of the other person or uh, what we admire in the other person. Um you know, we really should be their cheerleaders. If we're, I believe that if we're involved with somebody, um, part of the benefit of being in a relationship is that we are there as their support person. So I think that by telling the person what you like about them, what you appreciate about them, what you find positive about them, um, is all something that is important and to continue to do throughout the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I saw this question, I mean, it's really more of a statement, but, um, I'll refer to it as a question. The, the part that hit me was the fact that something that you might not say to someone that you've just met. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think, um, like there, you could take that as there's a, there's an intimacy that you might not, have with a person that you just met. But I mm -hmm. also feel like, particularly when we're with our audience, we're talking about uh, a couple that's been together for at least some amount of time, that there's a deeper understanding. And so you can, you can acknowledge those things that you can't acknowledge honestly about something mm -hmm. that you just met. And it's mm -hmm. only through the, that close proximity for an extended period of time that you have been able to you know, peel back that onion to see all the different layers and that's what you can comment on. So I, I thought that was really um, interesting that they added that part to it. So, yeah, yeah, uh, these are, these are really, um, these are really important uh, points that they have tapped into. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And so then this is the last one I'm going to jump into. Uh, so this is question number 34, your house containing everything you own catches fire after saving your loved ones and pets you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one of them or, or i'm sorry to save any one item what would it be and why um i think that what that goes to is revealing what's you know as long as we've gotten out of the way your loved ones and your pets and everything um, I think it goes to giving you insight as to what's important to your mate. Um, what do they really value? Um, you know, the why, you know, when you ask the question, why would it be that? It tells you a lot as to um, what's significant in the person's life, what meaning something has to someone. You know, I mean, I could pick up, <laughs> I'm laughing to myself, I think probably what I would pick up is my day timer. I don't mm -hmm. use, um, that's a plug for a product, but yeah. I don't use my iPhone uh, for my calendar and everything. I know I'm a little archaic. When I tried to do that 
I, I mess it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my whole life is in my daytimer. Um, my contacts, what I'm going to do, I just do everything by my daytimer. If I lost that, I would really be lost. So um, it's really important because it's like, okay, so why are you picking this uh, this item up? What Uh does this item mean to you? Um, You know, for somebody else, it, it, it might be a book. Well, why this book? Is it, you know, is it the story or is it because who gave it to you? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it, it's not only the item, but really the, the the true issue is why did you pick that item up? Yeah. Um, and that really reveals a lot about who the person is and, and what is significant to them. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, too, because uh, living in Southern California, we have we do have a lot of fires. Mm. Uh, and this is actually something that I have thought a lot about. Uh, because I, my, the place I live has been covered in ash because the fires have been so close and thankfully mm. it hasn't, uh, hit my community. But, um, I know this is something that a lot of people, this has been a real life situation for them. And, um, I, you know, you said you're a day planner. I, for me, I, the thing that I have thought about was I would grab my backup hard drive mm. and, uh, because that contains my pictures it contains, mm. uh, you know, all the stuff for Hitched. It contain, you know, it contains all my writings that I've done uh, for Hitched and elsewhere. So it it really is encompassing of. It's a digital archive of my life. Mm. Um, so that's I think that's where I go, and I could think right. of, you know, a lot of sentimental things that I would be very sad that I lost. Um, but then I also think of so many things that I think I like that I'd be like, oh yeah, that's so replaceable. Mm-hmm. There's so right. many of those things around me that, right. you know, when you really start thinking about it, which I think is really good because it also puts it in perspective because you don't, you remove that emotional attachment from some items that for some reason you might have. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's important as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> I, but, you know, if nothing else, just even having this discussion um, I think helps you to learn a little bit more about your partner that you may not have really, you know, thought about. Um, it gives you some insight as to, you know, what has meaning to them. Uh, you know, we don't normally go around saying, you know, what would you take out of the house if it was on fire? Yeah. So I think, I think that these are good, good questions. Yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, I was interviewing somebody the other day and, you know, we were having like a casual chat and I was asking him some, throwing some softballs their way. And then it was one of those scenarios where I immediately then jumped into a super deep question and they were like, whoa, this got real, real fast. And, uh, cause it is one of those things that you just, in normal conversation, you don't get, most of the time people don't get that very deep. Right. And, um, you know, and I know your profession requires you to get deep a lot all the time. And so, um, you know, this might not seem that way to you. And, and for me, the same way, I don't do as many interviews as I once did. But um, I find I, I feel like it's almost like a gift that I've been given that I get to pry and ask people really deep questions. Um, and the interesting thing about that is uh you, I, I get to see the passions that they have 
because you can show genuine interest in somebody. And, and when they see that, you really see them come alive. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it, too, when we yeah. go through these questions is when you go through all of these and we just hit on five of them. But if you go through all 36 and you don't you know, the other thing is you don't have to do them all at once, mm-hmm. spread them out, whatever. Um, but I think you'll see your spouse come alive when you hit on certain things that they're really passionate about. And, yes. And what we were talking about, too, is you'll have a better understanding of who they are and perhaps what their thoughts are. And you might find things that you just did not know. Right. Um, so and I think that's I mean, when you think about the beginning of relationships, part of what makes it so exciting is everything's new and fresh and you're just waiting to find out what they think about this and what what is their opinion on that. And this gives you an opportunity to perhaps find some of those hidden gems that you, you never even thought to consider before. Right. And, you know, as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is, and we've discussed this before, that one of the downsides of being together so long is is the boredom factor. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were to ask a couple of these questions, you might actually find out some things that you didn't know, which would be very novel and very interesting. And, you know, here you're not spending any money and you're not having to, you know, go out and, you know, take a, a an expensive vacation. And yet it would help like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, I, I always find it interesting with my husband if after this, this many years, we actually find some piece of information about each other that we didn't know. Yeah. So I think, you know, things like this, Though they, the article was written for people who are just getting to know each other, absolutely has value for people who have been together for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, honestly, it is the best. Um, it is the it is the best when you find that little nugget that you hadn't known about your spouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's always the same reaction. I'm like, what? Wait, how uh-huh. did I not? And then my follow up yeah. is like, how did yeah. I not know this? Right. So uh, right. that's that's always great. Um, okay. This was, this was, this was really fun, Karen. And, um, for those listening, I will, like I said, I will put this in the show notes, uh, so you can, um, find a link to this article so you can see all 36 questions and, uh, hopefully you and your spouse have fun with this as well. So, uh, that will do it for us. But before we go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. You can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Again, Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can find those books uh, on her website, uh, on her website, on our website, uh, on all the, uh, on Amazon. Um, so check it out there. Of course, if you want even more relationship information, uh, please feel free to go back into our archives. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of podcast episodes. Uh, we have thousands of articles on hitchedmag.com. Um, and if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. That always helps uh, in the uh, discovery uh, portion of uh, you know whatever people use for their podcast listening. And uh, yeah, that'll do it until next time. So one last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Bye.